Besties, I want to start off with a prayer for our businesses today. And I think that is so important that I put you guys in this spirit because I pray for all of you guys every single day, even not knowing you guys. I pray over your businesses and people that are listening to this podcast to ensure that you have nothing but success and wealth. Um, So I just want to say this prayer real fast and we're going to get right into the podcast. So let's get into it. Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to run this business. I trust in your wisdom as I seek to work hard to make it secure and prosperous may good practice be the cornerstone of everything that we do come reveal new openings and areas for expansion and development may this business and all businesses grow and flourish creating great opportunity and provision for all those involved in the name of jesus amen Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast. I am Noana Dania, and this is officially our 13th episode of Lady Boss. What is a Lady Boss? A Lady Boss is fierce. She makes her money proper. She wants success by all means. No one can get in her way. A lady that makes her own damn rules. She puts God first and she conquers all. Are you a Lady Boss? Well, let's get into it. Lady Boss Besties, I am now accepting donations on my Lady Boss podcast. Donations can be as small as $1 a month and they can go up to $10 a month. It is optional. As you guys know, this is a free platform. Donations will support the cause of coaching women entrepreneurs and bettering businesses. If you support this cause, you can make a donation at anchor.fm slash Nawana Dania Lady Boss slash support. Or if you are on an Apple device, it will be below the episode description. Now, happy Valentine's valentine's day to all my beautiful lady boss besties yesterday was valentine's day so i'm hoping and praying that you guys were spoiled and loved by your significant others i also want to come and say thank you i love you guys i'm grateful for you guys the views the listens i appreciate everything um i do want to come forward and start doing a little bit more um bringing some more episodes to you guys frequently um so that is something that is coming in the works i am also working and revamp um, revamping my website so that you guys can go um, like you know purchase your coaching sessions online and not only that my ebooks that are dropping um the end of this month early march so i just want to say thank you guys you guys know also that lady boss podcast does do promotions now so if you would like your business promoted please email me at nd at noanazania.com in today's episode, I will be giving some strategies and tips on how to deal with customer complaints and how to identify your customers. I feel like if we know as lady bosses how to identify our customers, it would help us deal with certain situations that we are in. So boss up and stay tuned. This will be a good one, lady bosses. All right, lady bosses, like, let's be real. You will get a complaint every once in a while. Customer complaints are not always a sign of a business performing poorly, you guys. Complaints are feedback, you know, delivered the wrong way, basically. 
Um, listening to each message a customer sends, regardless the delivery, um, it's it you know it's pretty much insightful, and it also is helpful for your business to grow as well as learn. I feel like you know allowing the opportunity to listen, assess the situation, and address your customers' complaints promptly um, is key to coping with your customers' complaints. Um, a lot of studies show that ninety percent of customers will continue doing business with you even after complaints are made, only if the situations fixed promptly and all parties are satisfied. Um, I can definitely point out sometimes where I would get a complaint, you guys. And because I handled, and you guys know with me, like customer service is everything to me. I feel like, you know, in the business, especially when you own a black business, um, showing customer service to those um, is very, very important because now, you know, now, now in the days that we live in, you know, owning a black business, people automatically think that you're ratchet, that you're ghetto, that your business is going to fail, you know, that you don't bring as much spice or you can't level up as much as the white businesses. And no, this has not a lot to do with color, but black businesses, we need to rise. And the way that we rise is through our customer service. And I will say this, you know, that that was always a huge thing for me. So when I had a customer complaint, I would always go out and ensure that my customers were satisfied in the end. You know, and I'm going to get in so many tips and because I don't want to spill too much now. But when I handled those um, situations, making sure that my customer was satisfied in the end, those customers always ended up doing business with me again. I never truly lost like I mean, lost a customer. And that all goes with customer service. So handling complaints from clients are not always about being right, you guys, but having the willingness to make it right. So ladies in or gentlemen, if you're listening, get your paper and pad. I'm definitely about to get in some tips on how to cope with these customers and, you know, customer complaints. And we're definitely going to identify the customers as well. So step one, you guys don't take it personally. Taking complaints personally is easy to do, you guys. This is why don't take it personally is number one in all of my steps. Because when a customer presents a complaint, you guys, keep in mind the issue is not personal. He or she is not attacking you directly, but rather the situation at hand. Be sure to take your emotions out of the equation. So I will be the first person to admit that I'm a very emotional human being. Like I carry my emotions with everything, with every situation. Now, when it comes to business and it comes to making money, I remove my emotions out of every equation. And I have to understand that this customer does not genuinely know me. And I've had customers that do know me and complain. So I had to just like remove my emotions out and make sure that this person like, you know, to understand that it's not a personal attack. You know, learn to ignore personal attacks, exaggeration, and foul language. Now, I will say that because now I can say that in my situations, they were not personal, but some of you may have actually got a complaint and it was personal and this person was actually attacking you in your business. So I want to first put that out there and put a disclaimer. You need to learn to ignore personal attacks, exaggeration, and foul language. Self-awareness and understanding goes a long way in handling customer complaints effectively. So for me, let's put this out there. Like I knew that my products had 
something good to them. Like I knew my products had quality. Um, I knew who I was as a business owner. I was very self-aware of what I could put out and very determined that, you know, my business was going to be successful and that I was putting out quality products. So understanding, having that self-awareness and understanding, it goes a long way because you will not take things so personal and everything won't be such a huge deal. Um, also another thing I want to put out there, you guys is allow them to vent and ensure your client that they are being heard without being sarcastic and emphasizing. So again, that's, you know, taking your emotions out, you know, allow your client to truly vent. Like I remember I had a customer, she sent me like three long paragraphs of how she tried to take care of her bundles and they like shriveled up on her. And at the time, you guys, this was when I had a very bad vendor, like let's spill that tea, you know, like that was a time when my vendor was very bad and I was aware of that. So being mad at my client because she's spilling and telling me that this hair is not good and it's um, shedding and it's, you know, it wouldn't die on her. I couldn't get mad at her. I couldn't get in my feelings about it because I already knew what was going on at hand. So what I did is I offered her a huge discount for her next purchase. And I also sent her some free bundles, you know, so don't take it personal. Um, you know, but make sure that you're also listening to the complaints so that you can actually go and readjust. Step number two, you guys, um, I always like to identify the customer that I'm dealing with. And most people be like, well, how and why are we identifying the customers? You know, this is about coping and dealing with complaints, but you guys have to think about it. Everyone has a different personality. You know, being in the service industry, you are prone to dealing with many of them. This is why, like, I feel like identifying the customer you're dealing with is number two, because dealing with a dis you know, a dissatisfied customer is enough to send you over the edge, you guys, like seriously, but going in and not knowing the type of customer you're dealing with is even worse. So having a game plan for each client type and having a format in place for each client type is ideal for resolving complaints. I feel like swiftly and effectively. So how do you identify what kind of customer you are dealing with and the best way to respond? So let's go. Okay. Number one, this is what I feel like is like the number one complainer. It's the aggressive complainer. They're like, they're extroverted. They're controlling. They're practical. You know, they're very practical. They're decisive. Um, they're the most challenging to please. They're more concerned with being heard versus achieving a solution. Um, so let's go into this one. So aggressive complainers. I know we've all had them. So they're that, that, they're that, that girl or guy that goes into your inbox and they're, they're basically like, you know, this is wrong and this is why I don't do this. And I try to trust this. And like, I've had someone literally come in my inbox and be like, I've trusted black business owners. And this is how my product comes out, you know, very upset because of shipping, you know, shipping is a big thing. And I've got the most aggressive complainers when it has came down to shipping. So that is one thing that I want to put out there is I feel like you get the aggressive ones mainly when it comes to shipping, when the products don't arrive on time. And I feel like the solution to this one is to avoid small talk and get straight to the resolution, like literally, because an aggressive complainer, they all, they only want to be heard and they don't really care about achieving a big solution. So you need to get straight to the resolution allow options so that they can feel as if they are in control of the situation and make, you know, basically make them feel like you hurt them because 
I, when I'm dealing with an aggressive complainer, I like pretty much want to put the situation in their hands and I want to make them feel like they're controlling the situation. So I like to give options like, Hey, like, you know, I know it didn't come on time, but would you like a discount for this? Or would you like a pair of free lashes or whatever it may be? Um, you just want to avoid small talk. You don't want to just go all around your story or make excuses for whatever it is that has happened. Just avoid it and get straight to some options and the ways that you can make them feel heard. The number two uh, complainer, you guys, is the expressive complainer. They're an extrovert, they're sociable, and they're very impulsive. So with the expressive complainer, they pretty much, they want you to know in detail, you know, what you have done and, um, they're pretty much like very, very, very direct with the problem. So my thing is for the expressive complainer, my resolution on how to deal with them is to avoid too much detail and shoot for the big picture. Expressive complainers, I feel like are more likely to complain openly to others and maybe not to you directly. Now I've had this, you guys, I've had an expressive complainer make a status about her service with me and um, I actually did not see it and someone screenshot it and sent it to me. And I'm very big on that because it's like one, like, you know, I'm a very direct person. Like when I have a problem, I like to go directly to the source. I don't like to go around and maneuver to different, you know, um, outlets. I try to like go directly to that person to express how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way. So like when I see an expressive complainer do things like that, that is where I feel like as a business owner, you become emotional, you become in your feelings because I have done it before. I've literally have, and it'll make you feel like, well, damn, like why can I have some, you know, have that person come to me and why, why did they not feel comfortable? So the first things first is how I would handle that is like, I all, you know, when I happened with that lady, um, I inboxed her and I said it like, you know, hey, was there any reason why you couldn't reach out to me? Um, I'm sorry if I became unavailable. And mind you, this person did not inbox me. It was This was not inboxes that were like, um, you know, hidden or that I did not see. This person did not reach out. So I pretty much the first thing I said was like, hey, um, I, I see that you, you know, had an issue with my product in my company. And I kind of just wanted to know how I can resolve it and, you know, how I could go about it. And the person actually come to find out she actually was emailing the wrong business email. So she thought she was reaching out and she wasn't getting a response. So that is what one got resolved really quickly. And she apologized very quickly. And she also deleted her status. Um, another thing with an expressive complainer is they may use social media to express their dissatis, you know, their dissatis, dis- <laughs> their dissatisfaction. Consider responding publicly, swiftly and positively in return if so. So like I just said, you guys, if you see the expressive complainer, you know, telling others or telling social media about their experience with you, you know, the first thing you want to do is just act quickly, um, email them, you know, respond to them or talk to them and try to resolve the issue as fast as possible. Because if they didn't come to you directly, they will most likely in most cases that the problem will be resolved if you just speak with them. Number three, you guys, is the passive complainer. So this person is an introvert. They're friendly and they're indecisive. So to me, you guys, I always want to put this out there is do not hurry or pressure the passive complainer. You know, constant reassurance is also needed. So the passive complainer, they're very like small on their complaining. It's kind of like, well, you know, this was kind of done wrong. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm willing to wait or like for me, the passive complainers is when shipping is late, but they're still like, hey, where's my order? But it's not a big deal. And they even give it time. Like I've had it, you know, we have, for instance, we have holidays 
tickets for um, our vendors. Like our vendors, I know for our Chinese vendors, they go on Chinese New Year. I remember my first year in business, like I knew they had Chinese New Year, but I was unaware. And in February, what happened was um, I sent out a whole bunch of orders and um, my vendor actually was out for Chinese New Year's. So I had one lady that I did not, you know, I failed to email her and let her know like, hey, you know, our vendors are out right now, um, but this is when your shipping date will happen. Most times I feel like if you let customers know ahead of time, there will not be an issue. So I failed miserably um, at not letting this lady know that my vendor was actually out on vacation. So what happened was if she emailed me once and asked me like, you know, Hey, where's my, you know, where my package is. And I responded to her and I let her know she was very passive about it. It wasn't like very aggressive with it. It wasn't too much. But for me, I had to like constantly remind her like, Hey, my vendor's not in, or at least give her a date of what, as to what's going on. Again, passive complainers just need constant reassurance. You know, that's, that's all that's needed. Um, they're not the really big complainer and they're very, very easy to deal with. Number four is the constructive complainer. And this is our last one. Um, they are organized. They are critical and they are uh, like, they're pretty much like a perfectionist. Um, I feel like as this, like the constructive complainer, they kind of just want all details to ask to what's going on. So my resolution for this person is just to give them plenty of details and proof. Um, constructive complainers usually address their problems to the business. So these are the ones that I feel like we get a lot. Um, they will pretty much tell you exactly what, you know, what happened, what went wrong, very detailed about it. And I feel like as, you know, a business owner, you have to give them that same respect and you have to pretty much, you know, give them proof as to why or when or what, you know, and address their problems you know, immediately because a constructive complainer, if they're going straight to the business and they're going straight to the stores, um, I feel like it is, you know, your job as a business owner to deal with that complainer, um, so that, you know, it doesn't go higher because constructive complainers, they're the ones that can take like, you know, take it to Yelp or take it to like, you know, the, the better business bureau. So you have to pretty much ensure that you are handling the constructive complainers, you know, efficiently swiftly and like you know very quickly because you are you know you can't be too sure about as to where the constructive complainer will take that um we're gonna take a really quick break and then i'm going to come back into number three of um coping with our customer complaints so stay tuned All right, you guys, back with coping with customer complaints. Um, Step number three, you guys, listen to the meaningful complaints. Um, I feel like using a complaint analysis to track, uh, categorize, and handle customer complaints is an efficient way to keep track of your complaints, you guys, especially those that may reoccur or if the customer or if many customers are complaining about the same thing, you guys, um, when your customers make a complaint, I feel like they are voicing their concern about the product or service your business offers. And this is why listening to meaningful complaints, you guys, is number three. Um, like not all complaints are the same. And when I say listen to meaningful complaints, I'm not saying like dodge the ones that are not meaningful. I'm saying like really listen to the meaningful complaints because like I said, they're not all the same. And before taking action action and validating, you know, a complaint as meaningful, you should ask yourself these questions. Now, 
One, has this ever happened before? Two, how often does this complaint, you know, arisen? Three, has the complaint been recorded? Four, how many customers have made this complaint? Five, is the same customer making the complaint or, you know, is it about the same thing? Or six, how has the complaint been handled and was it swiftly? Now, when I think about some of the complaints that I got now, when I got a really, really good vendor and like I, my 360 wigs, you guys, they were my top sellers. Like that is main reasons why I was able to bring in as much money as I you know, brought in for my business because my 360 wigs were my top seller. I had gotten to the point where I knew and understood that my wigs were the bomb and like a lot of people loved them. I knew whether they tangled or shedded, whether you could dye them. Like I knew to the T how you could, you know, what they were. So when I would get a complaint about someone saying that like, hey, like the wig was this or that, like I did not not take it as a meaning, meaningful complaint. So of course I listened to exactly the person was saying, but I didn't take it to the heart because I knew that there were like like over 800 people rocking the wig right now that loved it, that you know reorder it and stuff like that. So that that for instance for me was not a meaningful complaint. It was more so of someone telling me, "Hey, I don't like this product. It did not fit well with me." And everybody is entitled to their opinion. So again, I removed my emotions with that. I accepted that not everybody's going to like what I have to offer, and I left it at that. But then, like say like someone who orders my product, you know, over and over and over, and then like you know they get a a, a wig that that, you know, so like I would have some women that would order a certain wig every month, every, every day of that month. And I remember one time this customer, it was her fourth time buying. And when she had received her wig, it wasn't a curly wig. It was a straight. So she came to me and she was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm very upset because I order with you guys every month and I got my wig this month and my wig was not the one that I, you know, I normally get. And I took that very, very, it was a very, very, very meaningful complaint because it was like, you know, this is someone who's very loyal to my business. She orders every month and I need to work very swiftly, very quickly to ensure that this matter is taken care of. And so that's exactly what I did. And that's just the difference between like really meaningful complaints versus complaints that you need to, you know, listen, take a knowledge of and resolve, but not really take to heart and, you know, move uh, you know, immediately, you know, for those. So that is something I want to put out there as well is just understand meaningful complaints. And I feel like by answering those questions, you guys, you can take the necessary steps required to prevent them from happening again. Like for example, if several customers complain about a, spe- a you know, a specific issue, you know, using their feedback, you know, improve your cert- your product or service, you know, always use that feedback to improve. Um, step number four, you guys have a complaint procedure, you know, like handling guys. So like have procedures as to, you know, where and how and who is going to handle the complaints when they come in, you know, your guidelines should really ensure, you know, reassure customers that you value their feedback and that you are committed to resolving their complaints in a fair, timely and efficient manner. You know, most customers are willing to do business with businesses, even after a complaint has arisen, you guys. And that is why this step is so important because if you have a handling procedure, you know, guideline, it will really help you, um, once a a complaint has, you know, come forward. So your complaint handling procedure should include the following one, listen to the complaint. Number two, Thank the customer for bringing up the matter, apologize and accept ownership. There's nothing better than accepting what has went wrong in your, you know, in your company and, and letting that customer know that you accept 
um, what has went, you know, what has went wrong and please do not play the victim, apologize and accept the ownership. Number three, record the details of the complaint. You guys, now I know we get, you know, if you get a complaint on like Facebook or like Instagram or they text you, whatever it is, just try to record the complaint, um, and record the details of it. Um, number four, write out the complaint in full detail. So there's an understanding, you know, for everyone involved. And I would highly suggest you guys keep these in like a really like central place where everyone can access them if you have a team. And this method helps to really identify like the cut the constant complaints and complainers. Um, number five, get all the facts, get all the facts when, you know, handling, you know, making your, you know, when you guys are making your guidelines, make sure that you have in there that you, you got all the facts as to what's going on. Um, just in case like complaints go into legal matters, make sure that you have all the facts. Um, number six, be sure that you have a clear understanding and have all the necessary details written down correctly. You know, ask questions if needed as, you know, as well. Um, number seven, act promptly, act quickly. Um, number seven, aim to resolve the complaint quickly, have a chain of command in place, know who can handle what situations and make what decisions. Um, also you guys keep your word, keep your clients informed. If there are any delays in resolving the situation, do not promise things you cannot deliver. I messed up with this one. I messed up big time with this one. I remember when my vendor had messed up and they did not get a wig out in time for someone's birthday. And I had promised them and I told them that I would have the wig to their house by their birthday. And that was such a, a big mess up as a business owner, you guys, and that I can like come forward and say, it's like, please do not make promises you cannot deliver. And at the time, I strongly felt like I could deliver that because I just knew in my head, like, hey, my vendor, she delivers on time. She's going to ensure that the product is to the customer's door. And whoop, what do you know? It didn't happen. So that for me was a learning lesson, you guys, is to never promise things you cannot deliver because once it does not happen, um, my customers, my customers was really, really, really upset because she wanted her um, hair in, in her wig, you know, by her birthday and it didn't happen. And I know how important, you know, having your hair for your birthday is or having, you know, that look for your birthday. So that is something that I had really had to come forward, truly apologize and truly make up for because that wasn't something that I intended to happen, but it did and it also was a learning lesson another thing to add to your guideline you guys is follow up on the resolution always follow up um there's times like after weeks after complaints i will follow up with my customer to ensure that they are happy or just write a little like thank you or like a little message to them to let them know like hey you know um, how are you feeling after this? And also send coupons. I'm very big at that. Um, the last one I feel like this should be added to your guideline is after fixing the complaint, contact the customer to find out if they were satisfied with the resolution, you know, of the complaints and then let them know, you know, also know that you are using that complaint as a learning experience. I always like to do that. Um, anytime I had an issue, I would just always follow up and let my customer know like, Hey, I took in what you said. And you know, this is definitely like a learning lesson for me. Also, you guys, if you have staff, please ensure that they are trained and they are following the procedures, handling complaints, you know, like are put in place. Like they know exactly how to, you know, handle the complaints as well. And please encourage your clients to provide feedback and complaints so that you'll know when problems arise. Um, there is, here's a, a huge tip. Um, if you have an email marketing list, 
I know on Wix because I use Wix a lot. Um, Wix would send out uh, emails every 30 days to customers who have already brought products. So for people, every person who brought a product for me after 30 days of having their product, they would get an email asking them how did they like their service. And I would get those emails back and those feet, the feedback was like so like boom, like you guys, it was good because it's like you've seen how people felt about your products after 30 days of having your products. So I feel like that's such a huge thing um, and a huge like... Um you know, it's very essential to, to your business because you're getting that feedback and you know exactly what's coming in. Um, I'm going to take a short break and I'm going to be right back. And then we're going to come back with step number five on how to avoid the non-apology apology. So, so boss up and stay tuned. Coping with customer complaints. Step number five, you guys, avoid the non-apology apology. When you sincerely apologize, customers, like they sense the honest, you know, and the problem quickly diffuses. It really does. So I feel like blaming another person or department, it tends to send off signals of dismissal and condescension, you know, using languages that remove you or your hair business from the problem or the responsibility of the problem is a problem. You know, and this is why this is such an important step, you guys, because I feel like you should really avoid saying things like, I'm sorry if you're unhappy with your service, but, or mistakes have definitely made, or three, it's unfortunate things turned out this way. Let's not start our, our, our apologies off like that because they don't look like you're really taking full responsibility of the issue at hand. So when I would get a complaint, the first thing I would say is, I sincerely apologize that this has happened and I'm going to go to extensive, you know, extensive measures to ensure that it never happens again. Now that is showing a customer that like, Hey, like, Oh my God, like I've seen what's going on. I'm going to go to the full extent of ensuring that it never happens again. It's pretty much like having compassion and understanding for your customer's feelings. And I feel like that's so important to have you guys, because if a, a customer feels like you're sincerely apologizing again, you have the ability to always bring that customer back. Step number six, actively listen to your customer's complaints. So like I said before, actively, actively listening is one of the most important skills you can have, not only in business, but in life. Like, you know, I know for instance, like even with like relationships, friendships, you know, even with your family, when you're actively, you know, actively, you know, listening either to your partner, um, a family member or a friend, like you're letting them know that you, they, you know, one, they got your full attention Two, that, you know, exactly what they're said, they said, and three, that you're going to respond. So how well you listen to your clients has a significant impact on your effectiveness and quality of response to complaints. And this is why this one is really important. You guys, here's how you should actively, you know, actively listen, actively pay attention, look at your customer directly. If it's in person, put aside any distracting thoughts don't mentally prepare a response. Avoid being distracted by things around you in or side conversations. Listen to the customer's body. Show them you are listening. Use your body language and gestures to show them you are engaged. Not occasionally. Smile and use appropriate gestures and facial expressions. Pro provide feedback for a better understanding. 
As a listener, your role is to understand what is said and to ask questions. Also, reflect on what is being said by paraphrasing. You know, ask questions to clarify essential points. For example, is this what you mean? If you find yourself responding emotionally to what a customer is saying, inform them. Ask for more information. Like, I may not be understanding you correctly and I find myself taking what you said personally. This is what I thought you said and this is what you meant. Defer judgment. Interrupting is a waste of time, you guys. Please do not interrupt the customer. You guys, allow the customer to finish their thoughts and complaints before asking your questions. Do not interrupt with a counter argument. Respond appropriately. Be open and honest with your response. Give your opinions honestly and respectfully. And treat them how you want to be treated. You guys, I cannot stress that last one. Please treat your customers how you want to be treated. When I go into a business, I want to be treated like a queen. I want them to ask me, what do I need? What do I want? And even help me find a product if I don't know where it's at. You know, I don't want to be followed around. But I definitely want that person to show me that they care that I'm in their store and or business or that I'm online going to shop for a product and I want them to assist me. Active listening is to encourage, respect, and understand. You are trying to gain information and perspective, attacking the customer as nothing but more conflict to the situation. And you guys, that's in every situation. That's just not business. You know, if you attack the person that is trying to, you know, tell you or, you know, make you understand whatever it is that you need to understand, it just adds more conflict to the situation. So even in business, attacking the customer, it adds nothing but conflict. Um, step number seven, avoid overcompensating or making promises you cannot keep. And I already stressed this earlier, you guys, but overcompensation is always a go to when you have a customer complaint, but believe it or not, or know it, but, or know this, you guys, it's not the best strategy. And this is why avoiding overcompensating or making promises you cannot keep is number seven. You guys, it's truly understandable to want to immediately correct everything as soon as you hear about a complaint with your business however making promises you cannot keep will further escalate the complaints you guys my thing is and my go-to um was to always remain calm you know reassure um you know my customer you know, that everything was taken care of to my best ability and just resolve the problem. You know, if I could go above and beyond and like make a promise that I could keep, I will. But always, always for me, it was just like remain calm, reassured that my customer knew that it was going to be taken care of and resolve the problem. Um, number eight, give crystal clear communication. You guys, communicating during the entire process from beginning to end will make the customer feel as if they are part of the resolution. You know, this is why giving crystal clear communication is number eight. Um, even if everything is going to plan, you know, inform, you know, and, and, and reassure that your customer every step of the way that the action plan you decide on is to resolve the issue. You know, if something is delayed or cannot be done, please inform the customer of this as well. Um, I've had times where I will let the customer know like everything's reassured and I would just update them like every two days or, you know, every week until they received whatever it was. Um, 
it was a shipping issue i would let them know like exactly the date and time they received their packet and package and in when i got notification that their package was delivered i would also follow up to ensure that they received it you know steps like that just you know ensure that my communication was clear and we all four fall short of that i know when i began to grow extensively and before i had a marketing team and people that were controlling my instagram um i had big issues on communication and responding to messages very quickly and that's part of the reasons why i had to hire a team at the time so i feel like it's really important that um if you cannot also respond to messages um quickly or you know that communication is not clear please hire a team or hire an assistant that will help you um to get your messages out on time so that you're not that business that you know messages are you know getting swiped under the rug because you don't have enough people on your team step number nine you guys is verify the resolution so um, you want to, you know, you want to be sure that your customer is clear on the resolution. So, um, that is occurring if it, you know, and if, you know, the Mets, it met their needs. So verify it, you know, this is why verifying the customer, um, needs are met is so important because make sure that the resolution is satisfying for everybody, you know, everybody involved, you guys asking if there's anything else that can, you know, further assist them is a great place to start, you know, follow up within 24 to 48 hours after a complaint has been resolved and try picking up the phone and calling them personally or writing a handwritten note. So this is how I would kind of handle things and complaints. Um, I remember one time again, um, like that issue when I had like the birthday issue and the lady not getting her wig on time, I called her directly and I spoke with her on the phone to ensure that she heard like a real person, a real live representative, letting her know that this is going to be resolved and that everything's going to be taken care of because I feel like it's so important that when things like, you know, complaints like that, you know, are, you know, they hit the fan and they're huge. Like you have to ensure that your customers know that you are personally making efforts to ensure that they are happy. So that's another thing you guys is please verify the resolution. Coping with customer complaints. Step number two, you guys can't stress this one enough. You guys already know which one's coming, but treat your customers with genuine respect. You know, sometimes customers don't come at us with the best respect, you guys. They come at us all sideways and they can even use foul language and they can even, you know, say a bunch of hurtful things that can emotionally attack us as business owners. But even with that being said, you still want to treat them, you know, how you want to be treated and you never go battle to battle with them, you know. Even if they come at you sideways, always show how beautiful you are, how polite you are, and how respectful you are, regardless of how the way they come out that because kindness really, you know, it kills all of that. And so, you know, customers want treatment of genuine respect and, you know, they want to feel like they're part of a family. So, you know, even if it's not the best customer and it's, you know, you know, like our aggressive complainer or, you know, the, you know, the worst type of customer, always treat them with courtesy, politeness, and kindness. You guys encourage your clients to express their opinions and ideas and really listen to what other customers have to say with expressing their viewpoint, you know, use their ideas to change and really improve your work and let them know that they are valued because every complaint is a learning lesson. And, you know, and we, without our customers, we can't have a business. So show them how much you love them so much. How Show them how much you value them, you know. Everyone makes mistakes. 
even business owners. You know, dwelling on customer complaints will not move your business forward, you guys. I can strongly tell you that. And most companies receive customer complaints. You know, it's really about how you handle them. You can't please everyone, you know. View customer complaints as a regular routine or business. You know, try not to dwell on them. Although it is a routine part of business to ensure, you know, it, you know, ensure that you have your action plan, you know, in place to handle your complaints in a timely, effective manner. Customers who do decide to give you another chance, you guys know that they will inform their family, friends, and coworkers, and you know, and more about the strong customer care that your business has provided. You know, that's guaranteed. So. You know, you may be going through a tough situation with a customer or, or then complaining, but I guarantee that if you resolve this in a timely manner and everyone's happy in the end, they will tell people about that. So think about these, you guys. I really want you to think about this and reach out to me. Have you ever dealt with customer complaints in your business? If so, how did you resolve the problem? Are they still your customer? Um, if you implement these steps and they actually work, please let me know about your experience, you guys. Lady Boss Besties, please feel free to let me know. Email me at nd at nawanadania.com. I definitely want to hear about your experiences with these customers. And also, I am doing promotions in on, on our Instagram and also on our podcast. So please email me at nd at nawanadania.com. If you are interested in some coaching sessions, again, you can email me at the email listed. Um, I love you guys. I thank you guys so much for, you know, for listening and I'm praying and I'm hoping that everything works out for all your businesses this week. Let's implement these steps and let's see how far we get. Have a great week, lady boss besties.